You're listening to Mind Sports Performance and Wellbeing, the evidence-based podcast that will seriously improve your game. Whether it's building self-confidence, enhancing resilience, or simply understanding how to handle pressure best, this podcast will help you. I'm Roberto Forzoni, a performance psychologist working with world and Olympic champions and a consultant with the BBC. Welcome. Dealing with pressure seven. In the previous modules, we've looked at where pressure comes from and how you might best deal with each source. In this module, we'll start to explore more strategies that you might employ in order to deal with pressure situations. Whilst we've explored specific situations and thinking habits that can help reduce many of the sources, we'll now look at 25 strategies and thought processes that will help you deal with situations that can be viewed as pressurised, starting with five in this module. Strategies for dealing with pressure in sport. You'll learn how to best handle pressure by experiencing it. Likewise, in order to progress in any sport, you'll need to develop a certain level of mental toughness and I strongly recommend you listen to the comprehensive program on mental toughness on the Mind app. Fundamentally then, you need to learn how to deal with pressure situations or you'll not progress. It's as simple as that. By leaving your ability to handle pressure to experience alone, you'll end up missing a massive learning opportunity to get there quicker by using tried and tested strategies from research findings. So 25 things you can do to improve how you handle pressure situations. Number one, pressure or challenge. It's a matter of choice. One of the first things you can do to help deal with potential pressure situations is to check and change your view of that particular situation. For example, one player may relish the opportunity of playing at a high-level tournament because it shows him how far he's come and how well he's doing. You don't get into elite competitions unless you deserve to be there. Another player looks at the competition as a risk of embarrassing himself or losing or not being able to perform well. A similar thought process might occur when playing certain opponents, such as lower-ranked players in tennis. One player relishes and enjoys the challenge, looking forward to the experience, whilst another sees the potential negatives that might occur. What would you see? Number two, this is why I play. Why do you play? Why do you compete? When confronted with an event you perceive as a pressure situation, then that may be a great time to remind yourself why you actually play the sport. It sounds crazy, but as players and athletes progress in their sport, what was once enjoyable becomes hassle and pressure. Athletes tend to forget the reason for playing when the occasion becomes so big in their mind that only the outcomes or potential pitfalls can be seen. Literally, everything looks black or grim, There is no upside. Whilst outcomes are always important in sport, to focus only on them rather than the journey is a sure way to increase your pressure levels. Remind yourself that this is what you want to do. This is what you do well. That is why you play, to play against big teams, to compete in the big arenas and the best players in the world, to play in front of big crowds on big occasions. And don't be afraid to go back to basics. What is it you like about your sport? Remember how much fun it was playing for the intrinsic value, the satisfaction, the enjoyment. By reminding yourself 
This can help remove much of the pressure. One of the nicest quotes Andy Murray made to the international press when we worked together was that I helped him enjoy sport again. Number three, acceptance. In your sport, don't think that everything has to run perfectly and you can't or shouldn't make any mistake. I mean, this can be for life as well as sport. Don't start thinking you need to up your game for this occasion. One reason many athletes come to see me is that they feel they perform worse at competition than they do every day generally in training. This is because they put unnecessary self-imposed pressure on themselves to actually perform better in competitive situations than they do at training. Whilst the sentiment is fine, it's also both irrational and illogical and leads to totally unnecessary pressure. By training extremely hard and then going to competition and replicating what you do every day, you're actually giving yourself every opportunity of achieving at a higher level what you want to. The additional adrenaline rush at big tournaments can help increase levels of performance and that's precisely why records are generally broken. This tends to happen with athletes who are calm and focused on doing what they do every day in training well and that's the big secret. Take a note of tennis coach Paul Anacone's words here. Play average well. No more, no less. Number four, preparation. Confidence comes from preparation. If you know you've done everything you can do to prepare, you're less likely to feel the pressure, which, as we've seen before, comes from that feeling of uncertainty. If you're able to focus all of your energy and thought processes solely on what you need to do to perform well, you put yourself in the best possible position to do exactly that. Good psychology is about having a very specific plan that you've rehearsed over and over again and sticking to it. It's not just about being positive. Knowing how you'll handle every situation, how you'll respond change and adapt, you'll give yourself the confidence that you're as well prepared as you can be. Number five, control the controllables. One of the best ways of dealing with a potential pressure situation is to focus on the things you can control. Normally, it's the things that are out of your control that might get you distracted and subsequently make you feel under pressure, leading to unnecessary frustration and anxiety. In competition, two primary causes of stress are the score and the opponent. Worrying about either can be really detrimental to your performance. Whilst you might adapt your strategy depending on both and perhaps the time or stage of the competition, by focusing on the things you can control, you'll benefit the most. Firstly, if you can control it, you're able to think systematically and strategically about what exactly you need to do, and just as importantly, how you'll do it. Secondly, while thinking about something you are in complete control over, you're less likely to give unnecessary time to think about things you can't control and which are likely to interfere with your performance. So remember to control the controllables. So to summarise, in this module, We've looked at five tips, strategies and ways of thinking that might help you deal with those situations that otherwise might appear stressful to you. In the next module, we'll continue to explore further tips that can help you deal with pressure situations. Your mind activity today. 
Pressure is likely to come from the meaning you give to an event or a situation. By reframing a potential challenge as an opportunity, reminding yourself about the good things in your sport, you'll start to better prepare yourself for potential pressure situations, even looking forward to them as exciting opportunities that they are. By accepting things will go wrong, encouraging good preparation and understanding the difference between what you can control and what you can't, you'll help put yourself in a much more positive frame of mind to attack any potential pressure situations with an eager and excited mindset. Thank you for listening to the Mind Sports Performance and Wellbeing Podcast. Can I ask two things from you? Firstly, please like and subscribe the podcast as this helps us get noticed. Likewise, if you can share the podcast with friends who might also benefit, I'd really appreciate it. The more attention the podcast gets, the more information I can bring to you. Thank you and enjoy.